welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. So today we will learn tools on how to be a world-class communicator with tips and tricks. And it's an amazing episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the full entire episode. But before we get started with today's episode, I would like to reflect on the moment that I just had um, on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving Day, you know, I was was on my way to the train to go to the gym to take my 11 o'clock yoga class. And while on the train, you know, I really got in a gratitude moment. I responded to a group text saying I'm holding much gratitude on this Thanksgiving day, you know, because I have much to be thankful for. So as I exit the train on my stop, I'm walking like in slow motion and just really holding gratitude for all of my blessings as I'm walking. And because I was walking so slow, by the time I got to the staircase to exit the train, everyone that was on my train basically had already left the train station. So as I'm like walking up the stairs, there's only one of a person, you know, on the stairs. And it's a man walking very slowly up the stairs and he's actually pausing, I guess, to get a moment, take his breath, gather himself. And he had like a very heavy looking bag on his shoulder that was dirty, very, very, very dirty. But, you know, he was taking his moment getting up the stairs. So as I see him slowly walking up the stairs, I started to run up the stairs fast as a New Yorker. And as I reached to the top of the stairs, he yells out, that he only has 69 cents, and could I help him out with something? I almost did my New York thing. Well, I did do my New York thing. I kept on walking and, you know, went through the turnstile. And then, you know, I stopped. I stopped for a moment, you know, because I was just having all this gratitude moment. And then I just, like, dashed past this man that, you know, requested for some assistance. So I just reflected on that moment quickly. I stopped. I did. I went in my bag and I had a $5 bill and I took it out 
And then I, you know, went backwards and I, you know, I called out to the man and said, handed him the $5 and said, happy, thank- happy Thanksgiving. And then um, he said, thank you. And, you know, his thank you had much gratitude to it. And then he proceeded to go ahead and start talking. He told me that his daughter was in the Navy. He said something about his son. He also shared that he lost everything. He bragged about being 59 years old. And I say he bragged about it because he told me at least three times that he was 59 years old. So he was very, you know, proud of himself that he had made it to um, 59 years old, 59 years old, you know, and he he wanted to express himself. He wanted you know, to talk. Oh yeah. And he also told me his name is Walter. So, so for the rest of this conversation, I'm going to call him Walter instead of this man. (laughs) So he told me his name was Walter and Walter just wanted to talk. He wanted to express himself. He wanted, you know, to share. And, and I listened, I smiled at him and I, you know, I gave like the Yes. Wow. Oh, you know, those type of comments. But I just I I listened to him and, you know, it didn't take more than three minutes to just take a moment and be present with Walter and allow him to express himself through communication. Allow him to express himself through communication. As I watch Walter talk, I saw his face light up. I saw his mood change. I saw that the present I gave Walter, Walter, I truly saw the present that I just gave Walter and it wasn't the $5. The present that I gave Walter was me being present in that very moment for him. I could have easily been in in a future moment. Easily, I'm always in the future moment. I could have easily been in the future moment of thinking about how I must get to this yoga class that starts in 10 minutes. But instead, I was present in the very moment and, and acknowledged Walter. And that's the, that's the other beautiful present. I acknowledged him. I acknowledged Walter and saw, and saw him as Walter because that's who he is. He's Walter, not something else that we could have thought about him. Um, Walter also gave me a present. I didn't just give him a present. He gave me a present. He gave me many presents. But the present that I'm going to say, he truly gave me, that he allowed me to reflect and understand the importance of being present. The importance of allowing communication to happen. You know, today's episode is about communication on a different level, but I just wanted to also tune in about being present for people to communicate and express themselves and be seen and be acknowledged as well. So like I said, today's an amazing episode. We're going to talk about communication on a a different level with tips and tricks and stuff. But I just also wanted to bring in the communication on that very human level as well, too. So let's get into today's episode. Let's go. Today on the Become a Unique podcast, I have such an amazing guest by the name of Brendan. Welcome. Hey, it's good to be here, Unique. Thanks for having me. 
Oh, thank you so much for being here with me because I cannot wait to get into this communication piece for me. Um, and I I feel like a, a bit invested into this because I was a child that, you know, I've said this on my podcast before that was pulled out the speech therapy and speech has been a challenge for me, <laughs> you know, throughout my younger years. But, you know, of course, I'm working through it with having this podcast, but I'm I'm going to be so happy to speak to you about being a world class communicator. So this is so exciting. So what is a world class communicator? That's a great question, Unique, and and thankfully, you know, your your voice is great now. Your speech is is great now, so so I'm Thank glad you. it's it's evolved. Yeah, I would say if you know, for me, being a world class communicator is three things: GVO, goals, vision, and output. So let's talk about those three things. The first one is goals. A lot of us have goals for our health, our relationships, our businesses, our careers, Unique, but very few of us have goals for our communication. So thought we don't really have, huh, a communication goal. So a lot of the best speakers on the planet have very clear and tangible communication goals. And the way that we come up with that is by comparing ourselves to other speakers to say, what is one quality we want from somebody else? That's one. Mm -hmm. V, vision. Vision just means, once again, we have a vision for our business. We have a vision for our careers, our families, our health. We don't really have a vision for our communication. We don't really think about that. So what that boils down to is having a deeper reason why you create the content, why you share your message, so it ele elevates you to a world-class level. Like I do my content for the 15-year-old girl who can't afford me, right? That's why I take a lot of action. I take this very seriously. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, which is O for output, putting in the work. You know, the best way to speak is to speak, you know, starting a podcast like you've done and, and making sure that the output measures based on your goals and vision. I love that G-V-O. I jump right into it and I usually like to find out who is my guest. So let's go back a step. Who is Brandon? I'm Brendan and how did you get into this field of being a world-class communicator? Yeah, for sure, Unique. It was a bit of an odd story. I never really wanted to be an entrepreneur, a YouTuber, or make any of these videos. For me, it all started in business school. I, I went to be an accountant, of all things. You know, it's funny how the communication expert started his life as an accountant. So for me, I, I was never looking to be this, this communication coach. I wanted to get a job out of corporate. So I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds, Unique. So while other guys my age are playing rugby or football or baseball, sports you wouldn't see me playing or else I'd break my leg or something, I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students on communication to help them win these competitions. And I accidentally got really good at coaching other people on how to speak. And that's what led to the YouTube channel because I felt, hey, wait a second, everything that I'm sharing isn't really available for free. So I started making videos and it just turned into something I never thought it would. Oh, wow. Okay. It, it, you know, the thing I love about this Becoming Unique podcast, I feel like a lot of people that I have on, the vision that they set forth kind of led them to kind of, you know, I guess what their soul was kind of speaking to them. And, you know, and that happens when we start putting output there in life. So I like the part about just putting that work out there. Sometimes, like there's a quote that I've been saying on my podcast, just start the walk and the way will appear. 
And it sounds like you were just out there, you know, you didn't necessarily have the goal to be a world-class communicator, but you just started the walk in and this is where the way started to appear for you. So congratulations for recognizing that for yourself, because sometimes also we have a vision stuck in our mind and then we only want to go in that direction. But you realize that, oh, wait a minute, I'm good at this and I'm making an impact and, and so on. And you went with the direction instead of the original goal. So, you know, I, I I took a lot from the story that you um, just present just presented with us. Now that we know your story, can you tell us? Can everyone be a world class communicator? That's a great question, unique, because you phrased it in a very unique way. Because you didn't <laughs> say can everybody be a great communicator. You said can everybody be a world class communicator. I don't think so. In the same way that everyone can't be a world class basketball player. But, having said that, can anyone in the world be a fantastic communicator, a great communicator? Absolutely. I do believe that in my heart of hearts. Because I went from speaking a second language my whole life. I grew up in Montreal, where I still live in Canada. And for those who don't know, Montreal, unique, is a city where you need to start to speak French. Which is a language I did not know. So my whole life, I studied in French to learn the language. Meaning, I gave presentations in a language I didn't even know. Right, that was my life for most of it. And then on top of that, I have a crooked left arm because of a surgery I had when I was younger. So I got the crooked left arm and I'm presenting a language I don't know and my elbows are kind of dislocated. So yeah, I had a lot of anxiety growing up and I still became the communicator I am today. But the reason why I don't think everyone can be world-class is because it just takes a level of output that most people aren't willing to do. Like for example, when I say GVO, People listen to that, but they're not actually spending the time to write down their communication goals. But somebody listening to this is, and the person who is, is the person who has the chops to be world-class. Mm. I, I love that you um, clarified that for us. And you said that, you know, not everyone could be a world-class communicator because that's like almost saying, can everyone be Michael Jordan? <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, but can we go out there and play basketball? Well, you know, and if we work at it every day, can we get better and better? Yes. And that's the same thing with our communication goals as well, too. If we put the work in there, we can get the output. So like you were saying, the GVO. So everybody's going to have to know what GVO is by the end of this podcast. You know, that's your goals, your vision, and putting that output. And I feel like GVO, you you can take that into uh, almost all areas of your life, not just in communications. You know, we may have and a lot of times people have these vision boards, but then the vision boards mean nothing if there's no output. Absolutely. And the same thing with our communication. We may say, oh, I wish I could communicate better, you know, and so on. But if we're not putting the work in, you know, to create the conversation around, you know, working on our communication, then how is it going to get better? You have to put the work in there. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making that clear, making that clear about being a world-class communicator. Absolutely. So, so how did, so tell me a little more about how did you become a world-class communicator? For sure, Unique. And to be honest, I still think I'm a work in progress. I'm definitely good at it, but I feel that the one trait that world-class communicators have is they believe they're never world-class communicators. Like they aren't, right? They never they never drink their own Kool-Aid, essentially. Mm. So, so for me, the journey to become the communicator I am today, we'll see if I'm world-class. I'll, I'll let the world decide that for me. But for yeah. me, 
it's really around the case competition program. So case competitions, even if it's not well-known, unique, it's a very, very small community. It's very intense. So when I was 19, that's when I started coaching people. It's been seven, eight years now that I've been in this thing. And your coaches are not, you know, nice to you. They're senior vice presidents at companies, they're VPs at companies, they're executives who were in the program 10 years ago. It's kind of like a feeder school, it's like an MBA draft, but for the best jobs in business. So whenever I would present, I had a big ego when I was 19, like every other kid would. And when I would present to these executives, instead of going, hey, Brandon, keep going, they would look at me and say, did I seriously just waste my time listening to you talk for 20 minutes? It's really tough. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's really, really tough. Honest. Okay, they so, took their thoughts and put them out there into your face. Yeah. Think of it wow. like this. I learned a lifetime's worth of communication in four years. That's basically what happened. Like today, my average client, Unique, is actually 20, 30 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Right. So the only way for me to lead them is to know more about communication than they do. So because of that, I was bred in an environment where I had to be world class or I would lose these competitions because I was going up against the best business students in the country and sometimes yeah. the world, depending on which competition we would send students to. So that's how I actually became a world class communicator. But the other piece that is important is I never settled with the growth that I had. Even when I got really good at communication, I started winning these competitions. I always said, how can I push myself more? Even today, the reason I do so many podcasts is because I want to see what I can learn from you. Like, mm -hmm. what is the lesson that Unique is going to teach me in our hour today? And I bring those lessons to make myself better, and I'll never stop, or else I'll never be the best in the world. Oh, my goodness. You are on track. You are on track. I absolutely love when a person responds to me saying they are a work in progress, no matter how many, you know, degrees, experience and so on. Like, because we are all works in progress. We never master what, you know, this thing called life or whatever. It's, it's a work in progress. It's a journey. And I love that you said that. And you allow other people to decide that you're a world class communicator. But, you know, and, and then once in and understanding that because if we think okay i hit the plateau i'm here i'm a world-class communicator then guess what we put the block on us from learning and then you ended off by saying i came here to see what unique is going to teach me today because you have your you know heart and you know and your experience open to learning that everyone has something to offer and that is just absolutely so beautiful this is just really not about communication but it's about you know a lesson in life that you know we are constantly evolving and growing and when we come across someone you know let's figure out you know let's not try to think oh we're better or something but let's figure out what can we pick up from that person what can i you know even though i came here to kind of you know teach unique about being a world-class communicator you know i'm also here to see what unique has to offer for me so this is key 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 so no matter how much we think we are in experience whatever field we are in you know be open to receive what you need to receive from the person that's giving it to you. And I love that they always say like children come here to teach us things like the parent, the parent thinks they're here to teach that child, but that child came here for a reason. That child came here to teach you something. <laughs> so the parent may be here to help guide the child, but that you, but we also have to be open to receive what's the message that this child is giving me. Wow. 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 So amazing. Well, yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, Okay, so people are listening. Okay, it's like, okay, we understand what world-class communication is. 
I want to figure out, you know, some tips and tricks and so on to help, you know, to better my communication skills. So can we start getting some tips and tricks? Of course, Unique. So, so let's start at step one, which of course is in GVO. You know, I only coach people who are very, very high level on, on that concept. I just answered the question because you asked me. But that's not where most people should start. Most people should start with just the O, which is do more output. Forget about the G and the V. Which means, let me give a little bit more context here. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, Unique. One of them is body language, one of them is facial expressions, one of them is storytelling. So if we try and juggle all 18 at the same time, all of those balls will fall to the floor. So instead, the question we need to ask ourselves is what are the three easiest balls to juggle, which I call my easy threes. So let's tackle them. Number one is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like light bulb, like TV screen, like destiny, and create random presentations out of thin air on the spot. The reason this is effective is for two reasons. One, it helps you think very quickly on your feet. And the second reason is if you can make sense out of nonsense, unique, you can make sense out of anything. So do this with your kids, you can do this in the shower, you could do this when you're picking people up from school, or just in general. You do this five times a day for a year, and you'll have done the exercise like over 1,500 times. So that's number one. Mm. So the random word exercise. So I'm just, I, I'm in New York City, so I, I walk to the train. So I'm just walking to the train and I pick a random word in my mind. So maybe the word is train. So now I, let's say I'm, I'm walking. So now I just need to create a conversation in my head around the word train. Ideally, you want to speak it out. And to make it easy, Unique, I'm happy to demonstrate. You want to give me a word if you want? Train. <laughs> sure. So for those who are listening to this podcast, Unique did not give me the word train prior to this conversation. Yes. So here I go. You know, a lot of people, they like taking plane rides, Unique, because you get on a plane, it gets you there faster. And even if sometimes I have to take planes, there's one mode of transportation that always makes my day. And it's the train. Mm -hmm. Sitting in a nice comfy seat, getting access to free Wi-Fi and looking outside of the window at all the trees and the landscape and the rivers and just that calmness of a train ride. And what's interesting about a train ride is that it allows us to reflect on where we are in life. It allows us to take a beat on where we're heading to. And so many of us, whether we're on a train ride, a plane ride, a car ride, we're always focused on getting to the destination. But what we often forget to do is to enjoy the journey to the destination. So I encourage all of your listeners today to not just think about where you're going on that train ride or that plane ride or that car ride or that walk, but enjoy what life has to offer you as you jump on the train, as you meet the conductor, as you talk to the incredible people, as you order your lunch, and those little moments is truly what makes life special. That's it. Wow, beautiful. So you're an amazing storyteller <laughs> because you was able to take uh, that word and make a whole complete beautiful story. And, you know, as you were doing as you were doing this, I was also thinking like, wow, this is a great way of like, um, I don't, I don't want to call it like a meditation, but a great way to calm the chitter chatter in our minds. Because a lot of times, like, let's say I'm walking, you know, going wherever I'm doing, my mind is all over the place. I'm thinking about yesterday. I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about, you know, he say, she say. And 
this right here, by taking that word and taking a few minutes to myself, it redirects the thoughts in my mind and keeps me focused on track of that. So that's beautiful. Absolutely unique. And one other point I always like to mention as well, and your point was great, is the idea that the random word exercise is not about comparing yourself to me. It's about realizing that I've done it 3,000 times. That's why I do it so well. Not because I'm special, but for the first 100 times, you know, when you get trained, you're going to say, uh, you know, like a train is, well, I haven't taken a train in a while, right? That's usually <laughs> what you'll say. So the first 100 times, only worry about getting it done. That's why I tell people you get points on doing it a lot, not on doing it well. So yeah. just do it a lot. And that's number one of three. Exactly. So now with the random word exercise, you say that you you should do it saying it out loud, right? Okay. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. So I should just be at home, just talking to myself, pick out this word and just create my communication skills by, you know, creating a, a story or a scenario around this word. But it, but I guess we can practice it, let's say, in, as a walk to the train, like we're walking to our location and we're like, you know what, let me get a word, let me go ahead and, and just practice this. This is such a great exercise. I absolutely love it. So you said this, um, the easy three. So um, random word exercise, what's the second one? Absolutely unique. And the key is really to find an excuse to do it. So for you, if you're busy all day, then do it in your mind. But the key is just, are we doing it every day? That's it. Yeah. Like going to the gym. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you might go to a fitness trainer and say, what's my calorie intake? What's my body fat percentage? And the guy's just going to look at you and say, are you walking every day? Yeah. Because if you ain't walking every day, we ain't talking about your diet plan. Right. So yeah. that's the key. So mm -hmm. it's the same. It's the same analogy here. Yeah. So let's talk about number two. Number two is an exercise I teach called the question drill. Unique. So we get asked questions in our life all the time on a mm -hmm. podcast, on a TV show, for some of us who are on TV, right? On At work, at school, we get bombarded by questions, our family. But most of us are reactive to those questions. We're not proactive. Oh. So we wait for the question to appear and we answer it versus thinking proactively about it. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I started guesting on podcasts a few years ago. I sucked. It's terrible. Some guy asked me the funniest question. He was like, hey, so where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I said, uh, I don't know, dude, like Los Angeles. So I didn't know how to answer the question. <laughs> I was reactive. So how did I fix that? Every single day, Unique, I would ask myself one question that I thought the world would ask me about my expertise, my products, or my services. So yeah. every day I answered a brand new question. And if you do that for a year, you'll have answered 365 questions about who you want to be in this world and how do you want to answer your expertise, and you'll be bulletproof. So that's number two. Oh, nice. Okay, so I like that. So, you know, I'm moving towards self-care and self-love feel. So now let me start to question myself on different ways that question may come to me. And yeah, that's really, really good. So I'm not taking off guard and I'm just trying to fill in the space, but I'm actually filling the space in with value. That's oh. correct. I mean, and, and let's use this podcast as an example. Every question you've asked me so far, probably 300 people have asked me. It's very yeah. rare. That, and that's okay because yeah. it's about sharing that information. But that's the yeah. thing with podcasts. So for you, let's say you wrote a podcast last week. For you, the advice would be, let's say I was coaching you, re-listen to it and write down every question you got asked. 
uh-huh. and just re-answer it. And if you just do that, your your ability to guest on podcasts will easily 10x. Okay. So also as long as, as well as like you creating questions that you think you may be asked, go re-listen to stuff that I may have been asked already and just re it. Okay. Correct. Or from like your audience or clients, you get questions from them too. Okay. So we have the um, random word exercise, the question drill, and what's the third easy three? I'm sure you'll appreciate the third one given your background. The third one's so simple, nobody does it. Make a list of the five people you love the most in your life and ask yourself a simple question. When was the last time we sent them a 20-second video message just expressing gratitude for them? Mm. And most of us never do it. So many people go, Brennan, how do you post on social media? I want to start making YouTube videos. I'm scared to post on video. I don't want to show myself to the world. I said, don't start there. Yeah. Why don't you send a 20-second video message to your mom wishing your happy birthday? Why don't you send a 20-second video message to the, your distant relative in a different country that you never talked to, just wishing them a great day? That's where the conversation should start. And that's that exercise in particular is easy, and it teaches us a very valuable lesson, that communication is not a chore, that it's a tool for impact and for change. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. It's it's a tool for impact. Wow, that's really good. Because um, with communication, sometimes I almost feel like, you know, it's it sometimes not saying all people, sometimes there's communication where people are just taking space, <laughs> almost. <laughs> and, um, and I love that you said it's a tool for impact. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. Oh my goodness, I love that. Okay, so I'm just gonna review. Random word exercise, the question um, drill, and then sending 20 second videos to your loved ones just with gratitude. And of course, and like I say, I'm seeing all the hidden messages behind just this being a communication exercise. I'm seeing like the value of sending a gratitude video, like, how beautiful is that, you know, by you sending, a, you know, something that may be an exercise, but at the same time, it's sending a message that most likely will uplift the person that you're sending Tuesday. And how beautiful is that? How beautiful. So amazing. So we're going to stick with the easy three or should there be a bonus one there as well? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a small bonus one. I'm happy to give you more unique, but here, here's why. Uh-huh. The reason the bottom before is to realize the following: the best way to speak is to speak. You can listen to me and you talk all day, but the person uh-huh. listening to this podcast—if you guys want to get better—you got to be like unique. You uh-huh. actually got to speak. You got to start a podcast. You got to do something. Yeah. So what's the advice? The advice is: are we booking fifteen minutes every day to do all three of these exercises? Because mm. most of the time when I set a podcast, they go, wow, this exercise is so cool. Red to word exercise, question drill, video message, and then they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about these three things, and this is the point I want to drive, is it only takes 15 minutes to do all three every day. Okay. Only 15. Because the random word exercise takes five minutes, 60 seconds each for five words. Mm-hmm. The, ra- the question drill takes five minutes to do one question, so that's 10. And the mm-hmm. video message, I mean, we all know how long it takes to send a 20-second video message to three people. It takes 60 seconds, right? So it's literally 
a minute or two. It's just the reason why most people aren't successful, Unique, is they're not willing to do it consistently enough. Yeah. So that's the key. So GBO is like step 18, right? So if we're not doing these three things consistently, if we ain't working out at the gym, forget about a six pack. You got to stay yeah. healthy first. Yeah. And it's the same thing. There's, le there's levels to this. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely levels to this. <laughs> there's levels to this. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So these are some great tools. And, you know, I, I just want to chime in because as you're saying, you know, you got to put the output in there and just kind of like putting the action in and showing up. And I've been doing this podcast for two years now. And um, and as I expressed at the very beginning, you know, growing up as a younger child, communication was maybe maybe more on the challenging part of the um, spectrum for me. <laughs> but, you know, and it wasn't just with the pronunciations of my um, words as well, too. I realized once I got into my adulthood, you know, I, I've been a stay-at-home mom. I didn't have a long list of friends and I really didn't. And so I didn't have a job to go to every day and communicate at. Um, basically, a lot of the communication with my kids, it was kind of like it was it, it wasn't adult communication. And I felt like a lot of the communication that I was having was just kind of like going in the store, asking a question and, you know, like, oh, where's this located? How much is this? And so on. So. By the time I'm in my 40s, I'm like, I don't really communicate that much, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. I, I'm like, I don't have a job. I'm like, the, the level of communication with the kids is a little bit different. My husband's not necessarily the biggest communicator, you know, <laughs> where it's not a communicate, you know. So I, I just realized there wasn't a lot of communication. So it, so when I started my podcast and I started my podcast, I at that time, it wasn't about me saying, let me improve my communication. But when I started my podcast on my very first few episodes, I literally used to have, um, what do you call it? Um, index cards next to me saying, wow, that sounds great because I, I felt I knew I didn't even have it in me to give like a response to people. Sometimes I would just listen and not even respond. So I had, I knew that my communication needed assistance in that area. And then also, I, you know, I don't know if you know about this, because this may be more on the woo-woo end, uh, <laughs> but it, there is something called the human design. I don't know if you know that, but mm. with the human design, there's different characters not characters but there's different types there are people called like generators and there are people called projectors and there's some other types and i'm something called a projector and projectors about 20 percent of the population and within the projectors but the generators is most of the world like they they, they buzz they they communicate they're you know but with projectors um a lot of it's, it's a lot of different details behind it but with projectors we a lot of times don't respond within our type. So we're like, you know, we're a generator be like, Whoop. like they'll be like the one cheering at the baseball game. You know, where my type, I would just be quiet. So, and it's, it, and it's just kind of natural for me. So I, so me noticing, and this is before I even found out this was my type. I just knew this about me. So I literally had to like, the tools I had to do was, Put, you know, until it became normal for me to learn how to respond to, you know, people. Cause like, yes, we can answer these questions, but it's also that, that um, piece that we have to have that is like, I don't know, like that's warming and it's like, you know, and, and not just like, you know, 
check mark, check mark, check mark. Like I have to respond like, yes, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Tell me about the next part. You know, I felt like I, I, don't, I knew I was lacking that. So by you just saying there, just put the action in there and things will improve. So now I don't even have my index cards next to me anymore because now I'm just, I, you know, by me putting the action, I, it just became normal. So if that story made any sense, that's a tangent on. So I just wanted to reflect on that for the podcast that, you know, action is key because of me putting action. Now I see the results and now I don't need my index cards anymore. <laughs> I love that unique. Yeah, I'm definitely a hardcore generator. Oh, you're a generator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Based on how you defined it, definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Most of the, most of the population are generators and I am, I am definitely a, a projector. You, if you don't know too much about, it, I guess you could probably just do like a YouTube search on it and, and you figure it out by just putting your, um, and you could just go online and do a test. There's free tests out there. You just put your birthday, the location you were born in the time. And it's like way deeper than the birth chart because it like, it, it like the time is very important because by the minute it changes you know, all these different factors about you. But today's conversation is not about human design, <laughs> but it's, you know, but yeah, so I'm just sharing the information in case anybody wants to go and get more details about what, what type they are. Um, so any advice for that shy person or a person that has the speech and language challenges? Yeah, I would say for shy introverts, I kind of spin that question on its head a little bit. I actually spend that time explaining why they're better at communication. So there's actually three key advantages introverts have that extroverts don't. The first one is introverts are really good at listening. And the reason is because they talk less. So if you're talking less, you're probably listening more. So they're a lot better at adapting their message to a crowd. Whereas me, I actually struggled a lot with listening. It took me many years to work on it, to get better at it. And I'm still a work in progress because I'm an extra extrovert. That's why I like being a guest. I like talking a lot. Yeah. Right, so that's the first piece. The second advantage is introverts are really good at the most basic technique at communication that's absolutely essential. The pause. Pausing effectively. They're very good at it. And the reason for that unique is, once again, they talk less. So they're more comfortable in silence. So whenever I'm coaching an introvert, it's a five-second conversation. Hey, could you just do what you're doing in the real world in presentations? Oh, does that actually help me present better? They just do it. And it's really easy for them to pause. Whereas an extrovert, not so much. So whenever I'm at a bar, I'm at a party, I'm at an event, and I'm talking to someone and there's a pause, I immediately want to fill it up. What's your favorite color? Like, I immediately want to push something into the pause so it's really difficult for extroverts to learn pausing took me a long time to get that right that's number two number three is not well known either introverts are actually more accessible as communicators than extroverts are unique let me give an example gary vaynerchuk who's also based in new york like you a lot of people love gary v i'm personally a big fan of him but you either like the guy or you don't there's no in-between with Gary Vee. You either go, wow, this guy's amazing, or you go, wow, I hate this guy. He swears too much. He's a bit crazy. But nobody says that about Brene Brown. Nobody has uttered the following words unique in the history of humanity. I hate Brene Brown. If you say that, the FBI, the CIA, the SWAT team are going to come to your house and arrest you. And that's the point I want to drive, is that introverted speakers are more accessible. So what's the advice? The advice is triple down on your strengths and understand why you're better. That's it. 
Wow. You know, um, everything you said makes 100% sense. And when I thought of this question, I was thinking the opposite way, like, oh, the introvert needs more help in this communication when they're leading the path. <laughs> it seems like from the response that you gave, um, because a lot of times when you think of communication, uh, I well, like that's me, I'm thinking of someone that's just like holding the room, you know, like with just, I guess, noise <laughs> sometimes, but you raise a lot of great points. And, I, and it sounds like that the um, introvert has more impact. Um, with with their communication skills so this is great for the introvert that's listening because then they may have thought that okay i'm challenged here because i'm not like buzzing all over the room but in reality their qualities are more impactful absolutely unique here's a good way of saying this they both need help whether you're an introvert or an extrovert but they need help with very different things so the introvert needs to work basically the the idea is are you willing to learn from the other so the introvert needs to learn to project their voice more take more risks to tell the joke whether it lands or not and to work on your facial expressions and the extrovert needs to learn how to be quiet sometimes needs to know how to change their energy needs to know how to pause think about this interview we're having right now I'm actually purposefully changing my vocal tones to adapt to you because that's what great communicators do. Whereas my actual tone is this. This is how I actually talk. But I don't do that when I talk to someone who's more in a different tone. Ooh, okay. That was a good note to be mindful of the person, the way the person's speaking and then kind of match their match their energy. Oh, that's that's um really good. There was a question that popped through my head when you were talking and now I I totally, um, I totally forgot it. Oh, I hope it pops back up. It was it's something in reference to what you said, but yeah, this has been so much valuable, valuable, valuable information. And that's what the question was. Um, it was, you said something about facial expressions and, um, and I feel, um, I can work on my facial expression sometimes, you know, I'm on the podcast, so I'm a little bit on right now. So I know to be on, but I, a lot of times, you know, if I'm just in the street, it's like, I'm, you know, my husband even said to me the other day, he's like, do you stay with this resting bitch face? <laughs> or what, you know, cause it's just, it's like, I'm just like, I don't know. So a lot of times I have to mentally tell myself to turn it on, but do you have any like advice for someone that maybe has a face that's not going to be like, animated all the time every time someone walks by or say something um to help them with the communication because then people automatically think what's her problem and um when there isn't a problem I'm just in my zone of of me <laughs> not even thinking about someone else is there any community is there any advice for something like that absolutely unique so it's hard to show in a podcast so I can show you through video right now but basically the idea is that I'll say in audio is even if you just give a little tiny smile, it makes a massive impact. So you don't even need to show your teeth. So there's a very big difference between this and this, mm-hmm. right? It's massive, right? Just smiling a little bit is what I'm doing on the camera for those who are listening to the audio. But that's the point is literally that's all you have to do. And that fixes what you said. I, I wouldn't say that to you, but but yes, your resting <laughs> face. I'll just say resting face. But yeah, Yeah. if you smile a little bit, it'll make a change. There's other things that you need to do with your face too, but I would say this is good. Like this is a good starting point. Obviously, you can move your eyebrows a little bit, dilate your eyes, but I would say the first one is smile just a little bit. 
just yeah so just being mindful to do that little smirk smell when people pass by and so on and I guess I I do have to remember to maybe turn it on more often because a lot of times like if I know I'm not on and I think I'm not thinking about anyone else that's just like my face is just okay <laughs> it, it almost shows no interest because it's not necessarily all the time animated so, um, but but just by having this conversation brings awareness to it. Um, so th that's great advice in its own right there because sometimes we're just not aware that we may be holding, a, I don't know, like a, a stink face and we not even stink. <laughs> you know, you know, like, a, you know, it's just like a slang line. But okay, so that's really good. Do you have any last pointers? <laughs> Sorry. Do you have any last pointers before we start to close off the show? Yeah, absolutely unique. You know, since since your episode is about being unique, happy happy to give my take on that. So there's a great quote that I always love to share on this topic by Lewis Howes, but I don't know who the original author is. And the quote is, to be the best is great because you're number one, but to be unique is better because you're the only one. And the reason I love that quote is because it's a reminder of all of us that we're all a one of one. There's never going to be another version of us. Somebody else in the history of the rest of the human race will have the same set of experiences, the same life was lived the exact minute per minute life as us for the rest of humanity, which automatically implies that there is a uniqueness inside of us, but most people are not willing to find it. They don't make their purpose, their uniqueness, their priority. So I would encourage all of you to dig a little deeper. Because as Michael Bethquith said so well, the universe has all the answers we're looking for. It's just we're not asking it the right questions. And more importantly, we're not listening to the answers that it gives us. So I'd encourage all of you to really push yourself. Isn't it weird that I made the decision to be a communication coach when I was 22? It's just a weird thing to do for somebody my age. But I made that decision because I realized it was my uniqueness because I went on that journey and I encourage all of you to do the same. Amazing. So can you tell share with everybody like exactly your offering? So if someone is like, okay, I love what Brendan had to say. I'm and I want to get some more tools. I got the first three, but I need to get to the 18. Um, what do, what tell us your offerings? Like what do people need to do to get in contact with you and so on? For sure, Unique, happy to. And thanks so much for having me on the show. This is great. So yeah. two ways to keep in touch. The first one is all 18 are actually available for free. All you got to do is go to my YouTube channel, type Master Talk in one word, and you'll have access to over 200 videos on how to, that are free on how to communicate effectively. My goal is really to share this information for free. And then for those of you who are interested in coaching or more help, I would encourage you to register for one of my communication workshops. I do a free one over Zoom every two weeks. And this is not some boring recording. Like I'm presenting and it's fun. So if you want to register for that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Oh, amazing. Okay, okay, okay. And you said a lot of free in there. <laughs> yeah, it's all free. All this is free. Oh, so this is beautiful. So it's, you know, so there there really isn't any limitations. Like you, you know, you have made it where people have access to it. And it's not like an elite group that has access to this information. We all have access to it. Oh, so I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this. This has been truly, truly amazing. Pleasure was absolutely mine, Unique. Thanks for having me on. Okay.
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brandon, for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast and sharing these amazing tips that I know I'm definitely going to be utilizing in my life. And yeah, amazingness, amazingness. And the second message I got from today's episode was the output, all about the output in all levels of our lives, not just in communication. When we put output in, it put output into something, we go ahead and, and show up and do the work, we're going to start to see a difference. And one of my favorite quotes that I don't think I've said in a while on the podcast is that where intention goes, energy will flow. So let's take that with our communication in all levels of our lives. And yeah, thank you for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast. I will see you guys again next week with another amazing episode. Bye.